Hi, I'm your host, Kimberly Thomas-Tigg, and you're listening to Signalize, a Dazzle for Rare podcast. Whether you're a patient, advocate, caregiver, or a clinician, Signalize is your source for good news, personal stories, events, and the things that Rare and Associated Communities care about. Follow Signalize and Dazzle for Rare at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, R-A-R-E, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll post episode links, updates, and more. So Dazzle for Rare is about elevating rare voices. And so that's what we've been about since day one at three o'clock in the morning with a two and a half year old sleeping next to me, thinking, how do we get people's ears and eyes on rare disease? There are millions of souls on this planet today, one in 17 people in the UK, one in 10 in the United States, who are suffering in silence. And some people don't think of it as suffering. I didn't for a long time. I would deny that I experienced any suffering. But at this point, as I have seen my own mobility deteriorate, as I have seen my own ability to do simple tasks deteriorate, as I have experienced so much in the last few years, there is a, 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 a component of suffering, whether we identify with that or not, because we suffer socially with a lack of understanding and awareness. We suffer socially when we struggle to do things and we go unseen and our humanity is ignored. We suffer whether we realize it or not when so many of us as a huge group of people can be discounted and our impact on society and the economy and healthcare systems is only spoken about when it comes to cost, not when it comes to suffering, not when it comes to humanity. It comes down to cost. And in fact, that's often the most impactful way that I can speak about rare disease to people is by saying, if society continues to ignore us, they are ignoring the economic impact and the social impact and the impact that we make on healthcare systems. Society makes people feel less valuable and makes, it feels like society almost goes out of its way to make it harder for people who are already finding it hard. That's why we do this. And that's why we now have a podcast because my story, you know, in my mind is uh, long. <laughs> I find it kind of boring. Most people will hear it and feel sad. I'm not sad. I'm super happy. I'm super glad to be alive. And so when people ask me how I'm doing and I say, I'm alive, you know, digest that for just a second. I'm alive. So many people I have cared for and gotten to know over the years are no longer alive. My mother is no longer alive. My aunt is no longer alive. They suffered in silence. They more than likely also had EDS. They had very stretchy, translucent skin. They both died of heart conditions. There are friends of mine who have not been related to rare disease communities at all, but who have had rare conditions, and four of them have died in the last six years. People who I cared about immensely. And so I see and cannot unsee the impact of rare disease on people, on family, on communities, on society, on our economy, on the healthcare system. It is incredibly real. There is no denying that. And so the podcast is here because we're here. But in addition to that, the lives, the friends that I've lost in the last six years, it's sad to have lost them, but they brought me so much joy. (laughs) They made my life so much more rich and so much more colorful because they were a part of it. I like to believe that I do the same with the people whose lives that I'm able to engage with and people I can engage with. I like to think that 
if I died tomorrow, that people would have been uplifted by some of the silly things I said or the funny things I did or, you know, that people will will remember that. I like to remember that. I like to look back on the good things. And I like to look at all the things that rare people have done that I've witnessed. I look at all the things that rare parents have accomplished for their kids. I look at all of the beautiful people whose beautiful minds are out there and doing crazy awesome things. So um, I don't think about rare disease as being like this depressing, (laughs) you know, like albatross hanging around my neck or anyone else's. I think of it as our opportunity to engage with this world as long as we can and in the most impactful way and in a beautiful way and that we can share really great stories that are uplifting and that, you know, a lot of what I've said sounds sad and that's a reality. I hope that a lot of what I say going forward and a lot of what you hear, whether you have a rare condition or not, that you have a common human experience with someone else that you hear. When I speak to other guests coming up in the future, I already know that they have amazing stories. I already know that they have so much to give to others and that their stories deserve to be heard and their rare voices deserve to be signalized. They deserve to be signal boosted. They deserve to have the volume turned up so that other people can hear what I hear. We're here, I'm here, you're here, because we care about elevating the voices of people with rare disease. That doesn't mean we're going to talk about only rare disease every day, every time. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We will cover rare conditions. We will cover the amazing things that they're doing in their communities and how those communities can inspire anybody who's listening. It isn't always just a closed door. There are doors opening for us every day. There are doors to more awareness and more opportunities and more equality in society that are opening up and those open up because of these voices because of these stories and because what we have to say so i really hope that from this episode to the last episode i ever do that you enjoy every moment of it that you find value in it and that you don't feel alone that you don't feel like there's no one out there with your condition or that nobody can possibly understand you. Regardless of your condition, there are so many of us that have had very common experiences and you will hear that. I also really hope that we're able to get some geneticists, clinicians, and other stakeholders in our our rare communities here as well to talk about how we can do better, where we can do better, and tell us more good news because I think we need more of that. And also, I really hope that I can bring some more humor (laughs) to these episodes and into your lives in the future, because it isn't sad all the time. It isn't a tragedy all the time. My life is a gift. It's quite possible that I've passed on my Ehlers-Danlos to my son. My son does have a diagnosis of autism. My son is the most amazing and beautiful person I've ever met. And I know sometimes people think, if I had known I had this genetic condition when I've had children, my son was an absolute gift. I was, I was told I wasn't going to have kids. And so when we got pregnant with my son, it was like, wow, this is amazing. And every moment he has amazed me and been completely awesome. So rare lives, whether he ends up being an Ehlers-Danlos child <laughs> or whether he ends up not... I mean, we've already discovered in just the last week that my son has some spinal abnormalities. And so he's already kind of geared up for a life of difference. But you can hear that two ways. A life where he's a, he's different from people, or you can hear it in the sense that his life makes a difference. 
And that's how I want you to listen to every story. It isn't just a life about being different. It's a life in which we make differences every day in other people's lives. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Signalize, a Dazzle Ferrer podcast. To stay up to date on the podcast and Dazzle Ferrer, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, rare, R-A-R-E. And finally, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend and tag us on social media platforms. 